This is a HeadGum Podcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You got mail. Hi, I'm Lily Tamaris, and this is the Go Touch Grass podcast, the podcast where we log in so you can log off. Elisa and I are two chronically online comedians, and on this pod, we break down the week in internet discourse, viral memes, TikTok trends, and niche influencer drama so that you don't have to. And if you like what you hear today and want to hear more, we got a Go Touch Grass Patreon already up and running with our test episodes, mini trending topics, a weekly newsletter, and our spin-up series, Search History, where we go back in time and break down a viral discourse from the past. Please, please, please don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review. Y'all, I did the housekeeping. Be proud of me. And as you noticed, Elise is not here to help me with the housekeeping because she's not here in studio today. Sadly, she is gone but not forgotten. But happily, she booked a commercial. Hello. So we are incredibly proud for her booking work, being hashtag booked and busy. But she did leave a statement for me to read. It says, statement from Elise. I am deeply saddened by the fact that I am not able to be on today's episode as I I received a last minute offer over the weekend to portray the role of, quote, non-speaking concert goer with potential for upgrade in an upcoming commercial for a well-known phone provider. While it pains me to not be on the pod, I'm sure you will all understand that it was worth it once you see my performance as, quote, non-speaking concert goer with potential for upgrade in a commercial for a well-known cell phone provider if it is not cut from the final edit. Please go touch even more grass than normal this week in my honor. Wow. But don't worry, y'all, because today I got a special guest slash co-host. And she is my friend, comedian, fellow dog mom, and co-host of the very successful Celebrity Memoir Book Club podcast. Everyone, let's give a warm touch grass welcome to Ashley Hamilton. Woo, woo, woo. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, Ashley, are you ready to fill in Elisa's shoes? I am so prepared. I have hands full of grass. I am excited <laughs> to break down the news. Well, the point is that we don't touch grass. Our audience does because we are super online. Oh, well, you guys can come touch mine. Come touch mine. <laughs> yeah, because guess what? Flex on us. Ashley has a backyard in New York City. Hello. Um, I actually tried so hard to grow grass in it and it like ruined my life. Oh. But next year is our year. Yeah, next year is our year. 2025. That's what I said. Listen, <laughs> Ashley, in research for this podcast, I want you to know, did you know that there's another Ashley Hamilton there? Uh, Ashley George Hamilton, who's an American actor, comedian, singer and songwriter who used to be married to Shannon Doherty. Oh boy, did I. That man has tried for decades to ruin my search results and I I think I'm 
doing pretty good against him. But he's a Nepo baby, and so yeah, it's kind of hard. I actually have a photo of us together because I used to live in Los Angeles, and we both lived in Studio City, California. And this, no offense, shout out to the USPS. I love you guys so much, but you're not that good at your job sometimes. Because there were two Ashley Hamiltons in Studio City, California, sometimes we mail? would get each other's mail. Like the middle, wow. the middle line on the address is different. We were on different streets, different addresses, obviously. But how far? Maybe like a mile. So okay, Ashley. It was fully different addresses, but like the top line and the bottom line were the same. Like same first name, last name, same city, state, zip. So but, you know, people probably people move in within neighborhoods all the time. So I'm just yeah. So anyway, but I got his uh, license plate wow. for his car. No, that's pretty serious. So I had to reach out to him on Instagram and say like, "Hi, I'm another Ashley Hamilton, and I live near you, and I have your license plate for your car." And so we met. Wow, you know what my question was? I mean, he's pretty hot. So I'm like, would you fuck the other Ashley Hamilton? Okay, so he actually kind of tried to fuck me, and but he just had a baby. And I was like, this is oh, actually yeah, kind of skeezing me out a bit. Weird, yeah. The other thing is that I am, he's okay, hot, though, yeah. this is like rumors, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly when I started allegedly. comedy, he actually used to do stand-up. And so when I started stand-up in L.A., People were like looking at open mic sign up sheets and thinking he was back. And apparently he slept around a lot when he used to do comedy uh, and may have spread things. Oh, geez. So they were like, oh, no, not him again. And I was like, no, it's me. A oh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So there, you know, we're connected in many ways. That there, it's not out of the question. Someday. That you can be the Taylor not Lautners of the future, where you could call <laughs> yourselves Ashley Hamiltons. Yeah, because uh, that's what the Taylor La Taylor Lautner's wife Taylor changed her name to Lautner, and they just call themselves Taylor Squared. I do know that, and that really freaks me out. But I also, it's something to aspire to for sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, if I ever meet a guy with the last name Vanilli. You know, I got to. Yeah, I'll be. It'll be Millie Vanilli. Ashley, you're the host of. In case you didn't get it, I know there's highbrow comedy here that you know, <laughs> it goes over our audience's head. Ashley, you're one of the hosts of Celebrity Memoir Book Club. Like, I really love the podcast. Tell us about the show and how it came to be. Well, we started the. This is actually me and Claire's third podcast together. So we have been podcasting wow. for a long time. Failing up and down the block. Um, I mean, we had some fun. We did a Britney Spears podcast, and then we stopped it when all of like the rumors and information about her conservatorship started yeah, coming about. Yeah, then it got weird. Yeah, it got so weird. And we were we joke around, and we were like, "Oh, this is actually a lot to joke about." Yeah. I think it might be inappropriate. Yeah. I don't have that many lines, but that feels like one that I didn't want to cross. So we didn't. We ended the Taylor Swift. I mean, <laughs> why did I say Taylor Swift? She's because, on my mind. Yeah. I can't. They're really trying to insert her in well, here. Well, we said Taylor Lautner and. A lot Clearly, of Taylors. Yeah, Taylor yeah. Swift. Um, so we ended the Britney Spears podcast and we started another podcast that was kind of about friendship and relationships. And then no one listened to that either. Yeah. And we wanted to talk about pop culture again, but we didn't want to get back into another Britney Spears situation. Mm -hmm. And people have been talking a lot about the way that, you know, we kind of like ruined every woman's life for a long time if she was famous. And so then we decided to do celebrity memoirs because these are books that they're putting out about themselves. And so... We're not like digging through someone's trash and hypothesizing yeah. about them. We're reading the information that they wanted and judging them based off that. The information they wanted us to know. Yeah. I mean, I really like because 
you know, I am curious and stuff about celebrity lives and like their stories, but also like, I don't want to read like a fucking a million, like how many books do you read? So yeah, what I like about your podcast for people who aren't, who aren't familiar is that you, every episode you take a different celebrity memoir and you and um, Claire will recap it and like, yeah, editorialize. And I really, I really liked your Constance episode. I really, you know, again, I listened to the Constance episode right when I met you oh so yeah i was like oh this is so good the constance one the matthew perry one which was before he died which is like wow like good that you said it before he died because it was not a good memoir <laughs> it was not a good memoir but people keep on saying like do you take back what you said no. now that he's dead and i'm like i think okay no offense everyone will die yeah <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Hot take from Ashley. Hot take. Rumor has it. Everyone will die one day. But whether you're dead or not, if you're a misogynist. <laughs> it's just something I don't like about you. Yeah. And I mean, he clearly did not, you know, respect women as entities. Yeah. Whereas Siobhan said at her, at her dad's funeral in succession, uh, he couldn't have fit a whole woman in his head. And that was also true about Matthew Perry. Okay, Ashley, in addition to slaying as a podcast, Celebrity Memoir Book Club also slays on TikTok. What do you think was the key to your success on TikTok? Oh, man, I think that we joined at a very interesting time when just like certain trending topics would pop off mm -hmm. and you didn't have to be on TikTok shop to go viral. I mean, that is yeah. kind of crazy that they've turned it into like Sky Mall or something, yeah. but one thing that's really important is posting different kinds of videos. Like our podcast clips don't always do great unless they're bookended by us just like sharing person to camera takes about pop culture news. Yeah. And I feel like people learning us as people and then seeing the podcast clips and then seeing like vlogs and things like that, yeah. I think kind of helps just like vary it and for us to find what people are even liking in that moment because I think the types of clips that do well vary like week by week and so having a bunch of different kinds of content to like pick up different types of people who like different things mm -hmm. helps a lot yeah okay so diversify your content yeah that's great tip that's a see solid tip I'm obsessed hell yeah this is I was this is a fucking professional <laughs> this is a professional of all the memoirists you've read are there any that you think do social media really well? And also, like, second question, what do you think makes for a good celebrity social media presence? I mean, Julia Fox. Julia Fox, yeah, that is a good. And Incredible. You, said you, you, were, you were just talking about her interview, which is. Yeah, so... I was just talking about how unprofessional I was and oh, the recording no. stopped. You, it was, that's and like we a lost tech part thing. of it. I know. Everything, tech issues happen. You weren't unprofessional. You just had a tech issue. That's so true. That's we're not... actually so professional. Yeah, you're so professional. <laughs> but you, sorry, so Julia Fox, continue. Oh, yeah, I think she has an incredible social media presence. I think that she does such a good job of just putting things out there and not really caring if people like are I don't know how to say it like I think that people think that they're a lot smarter than her and they're not mm -hmm. and I think she doesn't care like I think that if people are thinking something about her that she doesn't want them to think instead of like stressing herself out by being like no no you guys this is what I meant she just like keeps on living and I think yeah. that she just like puts things out there makes an impact and then keeps on skating by yeah i feel like with her like that's such a good example because she's someone who's transparent and vulnerable 
and honest but not in a way that makes you uncomfortable or you feel like she's oversharing yeah or something you know like which i th- you know again you see her her little one bedroom new york apartment and i mean i think she just moved into somewhere fancy well I, <laughs> but of course she should. She, i mean everyone's I was like why fucking, do you live in this one bedroom yeah, apartment i mean honestly my apartment was nicer than that apartment but like again that she showed it and she showed like this is where my son but honestly she he sleeps with me but also like that's a real new york thing and like she's a real new yorker so i think that like real new york thing that yeah. attitude of like not caring i mean you know that's something, I mean, it's for a different reason why people don't assume. I struggle with that because I think that's something that I've come up against, you know, probably because of race and, and gender. Like, people kind of not assuming that I'm, like, a, I'm not a serious person and also, like, I'm not as smart as, the, you know, and, like, that's something. But, like, at a certain point, it's like, they're just going to think that no matter what. So it's like, yeah. you can't really... That's like, you know, it's a lot of struggle that black women go through of like, well, I don't want to be too angry because I don't want to be the bit angry black woman. But it's like, they're going to think that anyway. You got to just fucking live your life. Yeah. So that's like a really good, even though it's easier said than done. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, I like look at her and I'm like, I just have to live and hope people like hope the message gets across. But I mean, when people call me stupid on the Internet, I freak out. Like, I don't know how to. It's hard. You know, handle it's it hard good. because you want to be like, no, I'm not. I like what, but at the yeah. same time, it's like, yeah, that's not it's on me. That's so on much you. easier said than done. But it's so much easier, but we it's gotta a good work practice. on it. Because do you know what I think it is? I don't think she. I think there's a really distinct air of she doesn't need people to be watching. Yeah, I think she's like doing things and putting them out there, and people are like, oh my god, you're so desperate for attention. But I think she's like having fun with it. And it's nice that people are paying attention because I think she makes a lot of money now. Yeah. But I don't think I feel like there's this vibe of like watch or don't. I don't even care if you think I'm stupid and you want me to stop talking, then go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And th- again, it's because like it's so rooted in just doing the things that she's enjoys. Like it's not a bunch of spawn con or trying to keep up with trends and stuff. She's like, I'm going to wear three belts as a dress <laughs> and I'm going to go support my friend's art show and I'm going to hang out with the gays and they's. And the girlies. What do you think makes for a good social media presence besides, you know? So you said Julia Fox is the best, yeah. like, social media. But, like, what makes for a good, like, celeb social media presence? We're going to talk about a bad social media presence later. Ugh, so many celebrities have such bad social media presence. But what's a good one? also try hard now. Yeah, it is. But I think that what makes good social media presence is, like, that air of, like, I have a really cool life and I'm doing really cool stuff. And yeah. you can look at it. Yes. But I don't need you to look at it because my life is cool regardless. Yes. Yeah. It's like that balance of like, look at my cool life, but also not everything is spawn. Yeah. And like. And not everything's perfect. And not everything's perfect, which is kind of like, I feel that way about Beyonce's thing where it's like people are like, Beyonce only talks to us when she wants us to talk like you know what i mean but now it's like so measured that it's just everything spawn yeah like she only posts when there's a new collection or, and i'm like this isn't fun there's like, so many social media like celebrity social media accounts that i just even if i really like that person or that band or that group or whoever i would never follow them because you're not getting anything from their social media presence yeah. it's not inspiring it's not interesting it's not like yeah there's nothing going on it's just ads yeah i feel like garcelle from real housewives like i feel like her i mean i'll get the i'll get it in my feed i don't i don't follow her but i'm like oh like i'm seeing pictures of your kids and like oh you went out to pizza or something like a little different than you know what the fuck we're seeing but yeah 
Yeah, when every single post is like a photo shoot that had 10 people yeah, working no, on it. Boring. Just like, okay. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, now we're going to get into the episode. Ooh. So we have two updates, right? The first one is in our famous, um, a few weeks ago, the grass holes of the week where um, Stanley Cup fans. Uh, and now there have been a few studies that there's lead in the Stanley Cups. <gasps> so... <laughs> There's going to be a whole generation of millennial women that have lead poisoning. Oh, uh, so let's watch that space with the lead thing. People are doing their own testing lead ki- like kits at home and everything. And it's it's quite disturbing. <laughs> that is not good news no. for those cups. <laughs> I guess I can't believe how hard that company is going to go down because of the way it like got so cemented as a trend. Yeah. It could have just been a fine cup. Yeah, well, we were saying that the cups are actually, like, sturdy and good. I mean... I mean, it survived that car accident. It survived the fucking car fire. I guess because it's lead. (laughs) And that's what, you know, listen, uh, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Um, uh, So that's the Stanley Cup update. Then there's, of course, a nine-month cruise update. Our friend Mark Sebastian, and he's not really our friend. He's just an influencer that went on for 18 days. Mark Sebastian has left the cruise. So you can follow his Instagram about, like, his overall reflections. Very interesting. But there has been an alleged, if you have the bingo card of things that happened on the nine-month cruise, there has been an alleged fistfight on the nine-month cruise, which is above the square that says somebody getting knocked up or pregnant on the nine month cruise and there has been clarification that there is a woman who is pregnant on the nine month cruise but she knew that she was pregnant before she started so that doesn't count as a wait a second she knew she was pregnant and she got on a nine month cruise listen when people are making decisions (laughs) people are making decisions you know that we cannot control Live your life, my friend. Live your life. But yes, there's there's a woman who's pregnant and she has to get off um, when she hits the six month mark. So um, because they don't have prenatal care on the nine month cruise. Why would they? Why would they? But there's (laughs) also and apparently uh, the alleged fistfight was also due to like some infidelity. But, you know, that's we can't like clarify. Oh, my God. You got on a nine month cruise and you didn't expect a single swing. Yeah. I mean, hello. (laughs) Hello. Because I do see pineapples. There are pineapples, which pineapples is the universal term for swingers and open. I went, you know, I went on a cruise, you know, me and Elise talk about it a lot because we have a friend who works at a cruise company um, and she hooks it up. And I went on a cruise and it was like an adults only cruise. And I just thought everyone was so nice to me. And I was like, there was this couple who was like, oh, my God. This woman came up to me. She's like, my husband loves your tattoo. And I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. And, like, a lot of couples were buying me drinks. And I'm like, God, everyone's so nice here. And then later, my friend was like, oh, like, there's a swinger problem on this. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) They were trying to, like, seduce me. Damn. I was propositioned a lot. Wow. No, I was just like, wow, everyone's so cool. This couple from Arkansas really wants me to. I'm making so many friends. I'm making a lot of friends, including this, like, pilot. Okay. So those are our updates. Good updates. But, Ashley, let's get into the discourse. And the discourse is the segment of the show where we talk and we break down one big online conversation and we share um, what's what's the takes are, what the backlash is, the backlash to the backlash. 
So there's a lot, you know, that's that's called that's in our segment called the discourse. Our discourse today takes us to the world of film Twitter. Yay. Ashley, before we get started, what's your involvement with film Twitter and films in general? I feel like you're kind of off Twitter, but just in general, like what's your kind of thing with film and movies and all that? Okay, so I majored in film. Okay. And have hardly seen a movie since. Wow. Okay. I like studied movies and then I feel like being involved in so much film discourse, being in like a program for it made me so annoyed by movies mm-hmm. and the way people talk about movies when they think they know something about movies that I, I only recently started really seeing movies again like this year. And mm. I, I mean, obviously I've seen movies and like watched movies on, you know, streaming, streaming services and stuff like that. But um, there's like a lot over the last several years that I haven't really seen, but I've spent a lot of time in like film discourse because I like went to school with people who thought that their whole personality was having seen movies. That has to be annoying. You spend so much time in this space. You Especially don't like 19 year old bros oh being like, God. you don't understand Stanley Kubrick. Oh, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Yeah, exactly. Well, last week, the, uh, the Academy announced its nominations for the 2024 Oscars. And while there were some great nominations, people were disappointed by some obvious snubs, mainly for the movie Barbie. Now, although... Barbie uh, was nominated for eight Oscars. The two main snubs that people were disappointed in was that Greta Gerwig was nominated for Best Director and Margot Robbie was nominated for Best Actress. People were pissed about this and there was a lot of tweets about this. It's misogyny. It's trying to put the woman behind Barbie in their place. Men are mad that women made a film about misogyny and it was the biggest film of the year. Greta Gerwig has been nominated for Best Picture multiple times, and she's currently nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, but if she won it, she'd have to share it with her husband because she wrote Barbie with a man with Noah Baumbach. Ryan Gosling getting an Oscar nomination and Margot Robbie getting none proves the movie's point, and the Academy is doing exactly what the movie was about. So, Ashley, was it sexist for the Oscars to snub Barbie. No. <laughs> First of all, to say that it's insane to nominate a movie for Best Picture and then not director or actress is, no offense, kind of stupid because there are 10 movies in the Best Picture category and five movies in the other two categories she mentioned. So based on those numbers, there are always going to have to be movies that get nominated for Best Picture and don't always get nominations in those other categories because not every movie that is nominated for Best Picture can be nominated in every category based on literally just numbers. That's just not how numbers works. You can't have 10 movies that always get nominated for five of other awards. Yeah. (laughs) No, I get it. So you're saying no. I guess I kind of see the argument because Greta Gerwig has been nominated for Best Picture three, you know, this is like her third time. And I don't even think she's actually made a statement, but I'm like, yeah, I'd kind of be kind of pissed too, but it's not like a snub. Like she is getting recognition in other ways. I guess I feel like this whole thing of like Greta and Margot deserving these awards is so goofy because yeah like you just said they are getting recognition in other categories I don't think listen I think that if Margot had been nominated for best actress I wouldn't have been like oh my god that makes no sense but I also am not like oh that was a best actress nominee performance like I looking at it I'm like it could have gone either way I don't know I'm not 
I didn't think it was like the greatest acting I've ever seen in my life, but mm-hmm. I also didn't think it was not deserving of a of a deserving nomination. of an award or a nomination. Yeah. But and the same with the directing. I don't know. I feel like it was overall I also hate the argument that it was the biggest movie of the year because there are so many times. I mean, how many Marvel movies have been nominated for best actor? Like, it's just the biggest yeah. movie of the year is not always the winningest movie of the year. That's yeah. just there's always been Oscar movies versus box office hits. Yeah. That's just been two different categories for so many years. Yeah. I mean, for all of time, I think. And yeah. I and I personally have been very of the stance that movies should be fun and it annoys me that Oscar movies have to be so doom and gloom and then like a movie like Legally Blonde is never going to win an Oscar. Yeah, but well, they I, just don't respect comedy either, which is a whole they don't other... Respect comedy put a pin in that discourse, but... They don't respect comedy. They don't respect women. They don't respect fun. Yeah. But I do feel like if we are going to start respecting comedy, women, and fun, I don't think the Barbie movie is the best movie I've ever seen that does... Mm-hmm. comedy feminism like they, and, and yeah. joy <laughs> it's hard because i do understand like on one end it's kind of the argument with beyonce right is that beyonce is never one album of the year but she's won at literally every other grammy and she has like at least almost 30 grammys probably like in the 20s who but won the year lemonade came out adele so it's like it always goes to white people it always it, one year went to Beck instead the Beyonce self-titled then one year went to Taylor Swift then one year went to Adele like the three times that she was yeah. um, nominated on one end it's like these award shows are stupid they have no respect they have this racist misogynist history on the other end it's like fuck like what do you have to do to get like album you know, I know. Uh, but the, pr- like, the difference with the Beyonce thing is that some of those albums like sh- could have totally been album of the year whereas like barbie like should have been album of the year like they were albums of the year whereas barbie i'm like but barbie was movie of the it, it fucking made so much money but that's the thing is it made so much money but like yeah, exactly it kind of thing. made no sense well yeah that's a that's a argument. <laughs> i'm like i loved it but i also i just really like, enjoyed it no, but the no, fact no. that people are like it's this great artistic achievement well that's a, that's a whole other thing is like is barbie the stand-in for all feminist movement and like there is that critique because you know, Anatomy of a Fall is very feminist and very much about, like, how we view victims and women and all that stuff. And it's also about how French courtrooms are fucking insane. <laughs> I do not ever want to go to court in France. It seems crazy. Uh, I hope There's we never do. There's a lot of cross fucking talk. It's nuts. I also that. feel kind of sad that this whole conversation is overshadowing the shit out of America Ferreira's nomination. Well, the way that people keep on spazzing about Margot Robbie not being nominated and they keep on saying Barbie wasn't nominated, but Ken was. Barbie wasn't nominated, so but Ken it, was. You know, and it's it like, but women. America Ferreira was nominated. And this is like a huge deal for like a lot of us millennial women who came up with America Ferreira on Sister of the Traveling you Pants. You know, Sister of the Traveling Pants. And as a Latina, real women have curves, which was that was a cultural reset for me. It's yeah. like, whoa, like a fat Latina, like sleeping with it. Like it was so I don't know. America she Vera. was like just such a huge part of so many big pop culture moments for like girls who are our age. And then for her to have this Oscar nomination is such a huge deal. And everyone is acting like it does not fit the narrative at all. So people just aren't even mentioning it. Well, 
See, Ashley, this is why you're filling Lisa's shoes because you're so professional. You're fucking getting to our next segment, which is backlash to the backlash. Yes. Right? And that's, so the backlash, right? Oscars did the nomination. The original backlash was like, this is sexist. And then there's a backlash to the backlash, which people are saying that this energy is very white woman focused and that it's only a big deal because Greta Gerwig and Margot are white. But calling, in, calling out their snubs, you're ignoring both of the very talented women of color who did get nominated and then our friend hillary clinton made a statement this was the real turning this was the real turning point and it said greta and while it can sting to win the box office but not take home the gold your millions of fans love you you're so you're both so much more than enough hashtag hillary barbie now here's my question to open up this discussion ashley you are following you are I, w- I would also in your in your comedian podcast host dog mom i would also put activists has hillary clinton made a statement against the genocide in palestine <laughs> uh n- no she has not <laughs> yeah okay so it's like so what do you think of all this and what are you you know and hillary again it was a turning point people were pissed i guess okay here's my big problem is first of all there is a genocide that the United States is funding that is happening right now. Uh, If we want to talk about women, there are a lot being murdered right now. Yeah, there's a lot going on. But second of all, if we're not even going to if we're not even going to broach, you know, global politics, international, whatever. What about in, I don't know, these United States of America where like every single week there are other bills being passed in various states to roll back women's rights. And guess who is not talking about those Hillary Clinton, first of all, but also Greta Gerwig. Also, Margot, I mean, they're not, this has been a real thing for me the last couple weeks because people are so obsessed with like the Barbie movie, you know, making feminism real for all women, whatever. But there are so many horrible things happening to women just in the United States. Like we could go global because shit's bad. But if we just want to focus in right here. Yeah. I don't want to like, I feel like it's very complicated to say what people are expected to talk about and what people aren't expected it's to talk about. Of it's course, like, no one's you expected. You can walk and chew gum and like, you know, be like, well, if you only talk about Barbie, you can't focus on anything else. But it's like, yeah, but you know, you should like bring up abortion rights. I Greta, just feel like, or like for something. these women to be walking around on every major red carpet that our pop culture, you know, world has to offer and making these statements and accepting these awards and not for one second mentioning like the work that still needs to be done to like liberate women is a bit disingenuous if you ask me and so for that I am I really have beef with Greta Gerwig right now. Wow, beef with Greta Gerwig because you, you heard it here first. Standing up here saying like, "Oh, this is for you know women who need to be seen and this and that." And I'm like, okay, well, there are a lot of very specific women that we need to shine a spotlight on right now because yeah. they're being like sued for miscarrying. Yeah, sued for miscarrying, arrested for miscarrying. Um, it's illegal to get abortions, and if we're not even talking about, if you don't even want to get to fucking abortion, you know which. Shouldn't be controversial. It's healthcare. Shouldn't whatever. be controversial. Um, that's the official go touch grass take. If you don't even want to go there, yeah, black women will like four times likely to die when giving birth. Um, there's like the child care tax shit, like where you know we used to have a child care tax, like where parents were getting like. 
$300 a month per child that was really getting women and children out of poverty and then they fucking took that back. Like, there's a lot of issues that Greta could make a little cute statement about. I just in think her to thing, have but... these platforms to be the biggest movie of the year and not be saying anything that actually helps a woman yeah. really like i yeah it's really nice that people felt seen on screen yeah that's good but like tangibly there are a lot of just like basic statements that could be made if she did some retweets it would make a huge difference would, if she's not and so i'm like i don't know man maybe you just don't get your best director nomination sorry <laughs> Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to go to the butcher every day and get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's just not going to happen at this time of year mm -mm. or any time of year. And that's why I go to Good Chop. Good Chop is such a lifesaver for me. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. The products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook what you want. Choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breasts, pork tenderloin, and thick-cut bacon, just to name a few. They also offer sustainable and wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallops, shrimp, and more. I loved the ribeye steak. Yeah. That was I, my favorite. I really can't say enough good stuff about Good Chop, you guys. We got our boxes, and I've been eating well. I know, and the steak, like... It was just such a good quality yeah. cut of steak that you can tell, like, it really didn't even need that much seasoning. Like, sometimes you have to over-season these cheap cuts of steak because they don't taste good. But the marbling and everything was just so delicious and yummy. Yeah. It was great. The bacon's really good, too. Like, thick, yeah. good, Yeah, and you don't have nice to go to bacon. the grocery store with that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's genuinely... Really, really good. And unlike many other companies, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries. So you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. And it won't cost you a fortune. Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. Good Chop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients only the good stuff. They're so confident in the quality of their cuts, they offer a 100% money-back guarantee. Love Good Chop or get your money back. Go to goodchop.com slash touchgrass120 and use code touchgrass120 to get $120 off your first four boxes. That's code touchgrass120 at goodchop.com slash touchgrass120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash touchgrass120, code touchgrass120. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You got mail. Yeah, and that really reminds me, you know, you're talking about celebrities who are good at social media, but I'm like, celebrities who are good at this, like to me, uh, is Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny yes. is extremely good at using his platform. Is he perfect? Is he this? Is he that? No. But like he one of his music video releases, because, you know, no, Umberano Sinti was like the biggest 
album of 2022 and you know uh one of his music videos you go on youtube you click it it's 25 minutes long you're like what the fuck is this video the first three minutes are the music are his music video and the next 24 minutes is is all about displacement in puerto rico environmental issues laws that need to be passed all the protests everything like he's really really good at using his platform and constantly like you know, again, when there was a hurricane in Puerto Rico, like if you if you went to his concert, which was one of the biggest concerts that was like, so, you know, now everyone's focusing on Taylor Swift. But like in 2022, that was that Bad Bunny that was doing those numbers and all that shit. And if you went to his concert, you would get a bracelet with the QR code that immediately you can donate money to. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, he was so good and so strategic about elevating and bringing that, that issue to the national stage, even though, you know, again, he's using his platform. So that's someone that I'm like, yeah, like you could do even a little bit of that Greta a or little bit Margo. like there are some people who do a lot like even someone who does a little bit is Dua Lipa I mean I don't want to say a little bit in a, like a disparaging way like I yeah. feel like she makes her stance very known and yeah. she like is doing something pretty I think she's doing a really good job yeah and speaking of snubs for the Oscars people are saying that sh- her song didn't get nominated for the Barbie movie because she's pro-Palestine and oh. that I would believe and that I would say Damn. Oscars that's a snub she should have been nominated I think that song was bigger than I'm just Ken huge yeah it was a radio hit I, I hear it all the time still I love it I and mean it, I I did enjoy Barbie I'm like I'm I love such this a world. Stan. I'm just like a you know that dance like yeah i was like shit yeah i know so it's fucked up and also yeah there's so many there's so many pop stars and politics or there's so many pop stars and movie stars and stuff that are able to make a stance and but also and also do their thing and she's not and she's and not and th- hillary's not <laughs> and hillary's not but you know what i'll say this america does America, America does? does. America, like, n- uh, not necessarily about women's issues, but she's out here for Latino. She's she's trying to green light. And that's, this is the shit that kind of bothers me. It's like, I know because it's fucking hard because as a Latina, and Elise could tell you too, it's really hard to get anything on. They cancel shows. She was the, she directed the season two of Hentified and she really, like, puts her chips to, like, really go for a bat for up-and-coming Latino talent. And her having an Oscar is would do help. so much for that, whereas, like, what happens if Margot Robbie wins an Oscar? No offense. Like, I like Margot Robbie, but... Well, Australians everywhere can finally be seen. Thank actually. God. Thank God. Um, H2O the movie. I need it. I yeah. actually love that show. <laughs> um, but, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, that's the thing is, like, we talk about a lot, like, there is no Taika Waititi or Issa Rae or like cool Latino auteur director person that makes a bunch of movies that elevates like Latinos. And it's not because there aren't trying like Eva Longoria, America, there even Zoe Saldana, like there, they are trying, but there is no Latino with that much power and pool yet. Yeah. You know? Um, so hopefully this Oscar will help her like, Keep a fucking thing like a show about Latino people that isn't about drugs on a streaming platform for more than two seasons. Like we'll see from my lips to God's mouth. And now <laughs> speaking of God, we're going to cursed content. Him. You love God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, we're going to cursed content. And this is our segment where we bring content that is cursed. Uh-oh. Content that makes us question the very nature of the world around us. And today, our cursed content is the Christian crypto bro scammer. <laughs> today, we bring you the story of Colorado-based online pastor Eli Regalado and his wife, Caitlin who are currently facing charges for a multi-million dollar crypto scheme that he peddled to his followers. The complaint alleges that they were they targeted their followers to sell, quote, unsafe and unsecure crypto, telling their congregants that God was personally overseeing the crypto and had a hand in its growth. The Regalados first began selling their cryptocurrency called Index Coin to the Denver Christian community in June 2022, raising nearly $3.2 million for more than 300 individuals by April 2023. So in less than a year, the couple not only marketed the currency, which was called illiquid and practic- quote, practically worthless, in the legal complaint to their parishioners, but also sold it only through Kingdom Wealth Exchange, an online cryptocurrency platform that they, quote, created, controlled, and operated. Part of this marketing was telling followers and potential investors that God had spoken directly to Eli and told him to create the crypto and that investors would become wealthy. The exchange lost millions, but he and his wife pocketed $1.3 million, some of which was used to remodel their home, purchase a Range Rover, buy luxury handbags, jewelry, and au pair, boat rentals, and snowmobile rides. Let's listen to Eli explain in his own words what happened. Caitlin and I are being charged in a civil charge uh, from the Colorado Securities and Exchange Commission for basically selling millions of dollars worth of cryptocurrency that is deemed worthless by the state. Now, the reason that they're saying that it's worthless is because there is no exit for people who have bought. We launched an exchange, the exchange technology failed, things went downhill and from that point forward we've just been we've just been waiting on the lord literally for a miracle so the charges are that caitlin and i pocketed 1.3 million dollars and i just want to come out and say that those uh charges are true so there's been 1.3 million dollars that's been taken out of i think it was a total of 3.4 million but out of that 1.3 half a million dollars went to the irs and a few hundred thousand dollars went to a home remodel that the lord told us to do (laughs) So how this whole thing started is the Lord told us uh, in 21 to walk away from our marketing company. And he said, I'm going to do a new thing. And then he took us into this cryptocurrency. It was a different cryptocurrency other than index coin at the time. Well, that cryptocurrency turned out to be a scam. And so the Lord says, give that to them, but also give them a 10x. And I'm like, well, where's this liquidity going to come from? And the Lord says, trust me. Well, as money is coming in, uh, we would be sowing it. And at first it was hundreds of dollars and thousands of dollars, then tens of thousands of dollars. Money would come in, we tithe, we sow, more money would come in. And so we were just always under the impression that God was going to provide, that the source was never ending, that God was doing a new thing, and that we had nothing to worry about. And we sold a cryptocurrency with no clear exit. We did. We took God at his word and sold a cryptocurrency with no clear exit. And so the prosecutors have to take that and say, these people willingly sold a cryptocurrency with no clear exit. What we're praying for and what we're believing for still is that God is going to do a miracle. God is going to work a miracle in the financial sector. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ashley, after hearing what Eli had to say about his own crypto exchange failure, 
would you take advice, financial advice from the Lord? Okay, I actually just feel like he's too busy right now. <laughs> like, it's so crazy to think that God has time for, like, a, a crypto sector. or what, I don't actually know anything about cryptocurrency. Um, It's pretty fucked. And one of my favorite, like, podcasts where it's about Sam Bankman Freed and... um. If you're interested in crypto at all, like, or just, like, how it's a scam and all this shit, like, definitely listen. It's by Wall Street Journal. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but basically, like, usually people can, you know, buy, again, I'm not, first of all, this isn't a crypto podcast. Um, <laughs> we have sex and we hang out with people, so absolutely not. But um, also, my understanding is typically... You can buy crypto and like invest or whatever, and like what, but and it's then, just like an unregulated stock market, right? It's an unregulated stock market, and usually there's and a you're platform. buying stocks in nothing, you're buying stocks in like invisible things, coins. yeah. But also, um, so it's supposed to like double and triple, and then usually when it's on. I think what's super egregious is like not only did they like make up this fake crypto shit, they also put it on a platform that they controlled. So even if, you know, they had all this money and this access, it's like put all this money in the bank and the, even the bank is fake, you know? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it'd be such an evil thing to do if they had come up with it, but God did. So. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's not their fault. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like. <laughs> it's such a funny thing to say. To I be know. Like, it's like blaming God. We assumed God. God would provide. God told us to do this. We had to remodel our house because god said your house should be cuter i know and i'm also like you're blaming god on this like what a fucking defense like the fucking and this is why it's cursed because like it exists and it's a dark thing of like people will use god's name for anything <laughs> for anything and it really i wish i was religious because i feel like i could get away with so much more <laughs> well, if you're a religious guy, yeah, I'm just like, well, God wanted my wife to get implants. So I'm yeah. just like, if someone's like, the universe told me to invest, it's like, I'd be like, yeah, no, that sounds real. <laughs> but I'm like, you're blaming God, dog, and you're name calling him and all that stuff. Bro, God would jail. not recognize you in a, in, a lineup. in a lineup. But also, I'm like, bro, you're going to jail. Yeah. And then you could talk about, but like somebody like him, I'm like, he'd do well in jail. It's yeah. like Jen Shaw. I'm like. I knew, I knew. I'm like, Jen Shaw's going to kill it. Like, yeah. She's going to have so much fucking fun. She's going to have so much. And guess what? She's doing amazing abs in jail. She's teaching classes and she's hanging out with Elizabeth Holmes. Like Teresa Giudice. Teresa Giudice did great in jail. She came out looking incredible. Exactly. I'm like, there are some people. It, it was like in Kimmy Schmidt when like that one girl who's like into, was really into the cult that went to jail. And like kind of, I love that they overlapped with Orange is the New Black. But I'm also like, some people love the camaraderie, like automatic community and camaraderie and like scammy and all that shit. Like there's this TikToker that I like who just like she was in jail for a long time or something. And she just talks about like mistakes like don't do in jail. I don't know. There's a lot of jail there's girls. a couple of jail girls that I follow. Yeah, I love them. The, they're the always, they're girls, also pretty. <laughs> they're also pretty. And they're like, don't look anyone in the eye. If somebody forgot their sweater, don't say shit. Like and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, but I'm like. Crypto I was watching her do, well. do one about like how to make your bed more comfy in jail, and I was like, "Oh, good, gotta remember this." Yeah, I gotta remember. Well, <laughs> my when my sibling, my brother, when he got out of jail, he made us like one day like he made us snacks that he would eat in jail, and like it was fascinating. Like he would take a pack of Oreos, grind it up, and you put a little bit of water and put it in the microwave, and it does come out like a mug cake, wow. like like consistency of cake. 
So it's just like, wow. Incredible. Innovative. Incredible. Innovative. You know what I mean? And I'm just saying, crypto bro, God will be in jail waiting for you. You better start watching jail TikToks and yeah, get some tips. <laughs> I know. And also, speaking of jail TikToks, have you seen the ones with um, the felons like doing personals ads? Like, I mean, like, I like, uh, I'm I'm obsessed with them. They're so funny. They're And like, some of these guys are hot and they're like, hey guys, I'm in jail for the next year. Like, send me money in my commissary. Let's chat. Like, let's this and that. I'll send you letters and all this stuff. And the, it goes viral. Like, oh my God. If you look up on TikTok, Idaho jail, like inmates, like whatever. And they put their JPay number. It's like a whole thing. Incredible. Incredible. So. I wonder, I hope that when this guy gets sentenced, I hope the judge goes, uh, God spoke to me and requested that you spend the next five years in prison yeah i mean you can this say is his anything. plan i know <laughs> like can you imagine being his kid being like dad god said i could fucking move out or <laughs> god said that you have to let me whatever have sex before marriage or whatever <laughs> <sighs> so no crypt so no crypto advice from god then i don't me. think that that is okay can i say if god is giving crypto advice i would like to have a word with him or her uh-huh. and say you should work on other stuff right now there's a lot going on. God, <laughs> bring an Oscar to <laughs> please. Oscar. God, there's a lot going on. Like Greta Gerwig needs an Oscar. God, are you listening? All right, I get struck by lightning immediately. <laughs> Stop playing. <laughs> Stay. Put some respect on my name. He's real. Yeah, he's real, bitch. Okay. Speaking of God, <laughs> Ashley. Okay, this brings us to Grasshole of the Week. Which is our segment where we declare the person online this week who needs to log off and touch the grass the most. Sometimes it's loving, like, please go touch grass, Selena Gomez. And sometimes (laughs) it's not. And you're concerned. Selena Gomez. It feels both to me. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, in a hateful, like the guy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the guy who, again, I love the guy who sued 30 women for the, are you dating? Are we dating the same guy? Um, Facebook group that guy that was a hateful go touch grass I'm gonna say this week's grass hole was obvious yet controversial not because she shouldn't touch grass but because if you say anything critical of her her fans are so insane they will literally dox you so I've been monitoring the situation for a while before the events of this weekend and already I was going to say that Nicki Minaj was going to be grasshole off rip like last Tuesday. Okay. Because she was already acting up. She and what got me to say that is because Nicki Minaj has been feuding with a TikTok account that shares blind items, which is like people leaving anonymous. Uh, Could you explain blind items for the audience, actually? Yeah, it's just like, you know, dark web rumors about celebrities. Yes, and it's that's called blind, and it's like usually anonymous. So there's this one TikTok account that um, shares blind items, and I guess they shared one about Nicki Minaj, and Nicki Minaj has been leaving hundreds of comments on this woman's TikTok and harassing this poor woman. And I'm just gonna play a, a short clip of this woman who's like completely shocked so there were so many comments from Nicki minaj on my most recent post which confirms that she was calling me an ugly disease in her dms <laughs> and these comments are just as unhinged and i am not sure what the hell she's talking about so the first one reads allegedly close your legs to married men you are allegedly racist 
second one says, you can't embarrass me because there's nothing you can say that people haven't heard, but now I'll share your alleged tea and the executives funding you. Allegedly, you do drugs with a married executive, allegedly, and God is about to pull you down to the pits of hell until you apologize, allegedly. Allegedly, stop allegedly sleeping with married men, allegedly. Your karma is near. My prophecies are always spot on. Repent, wicked woman. Repent. Okay, so the thing is about this blind item account is that the profile picture on the blind item account is of Ariana Grande. So there are people speculating that Nicki Minaj thinks that Ariana Grande is the one posting these celebrity blind items. And she's running the celebrity blind items TikTok. Cause the cause the woman, the woman who runs that account, she's like, executives aren't paying me. I'm just doing this TikTok. And then someone's like, no, your your Avi, your profile picture on TikTok is of Ariana Grande. And that's why she's saying like close your legs to married men and all that stuff, which you know clearly Ariana Grande has been doing. Yes and um but the fact that Nicki Minaj thinks that Ariana Grande is running a celebrity blind item TikTok She's clearly unwell. She's clearly unwell. I will say the allegedly thing is really funny because in blind items culture, they say allegedly all the time to like avoid getting sued, getting sued. And so it's like a very blind items culture word. So for Nikki, like that is funny. Yeah, that's funny. So she's unwell. Cracking jokes. She's cracking (laughs) jokes. But then, so already I was like, Nick Minaj just lost it. Like she's, she has to go touch grass. Oh yeah. But then on Friday night, Megan the Stallion released a song called Hiss, where she takes multiple shots at people, but doesn't name names. And to be, to be fair, this song is in response to basically the like a lot of people in the industry. People victim blame her and called her a liar during her legal dispute with Tory Lane, who was recently convicted to 10 years in prison for shooting her in the foot. So a lot of her fellow rappers and other people in the industry, even her best friend said, Megan's a liar. They didn't believe her. They said all this stuff. And this is amongst like, she recently lost her mother, her grandmother. She was going through it. She was dating someone who was cheating on her. She was having a really hard time. So she came out of it stronger and made this song hiss. So she released the song at midnight. And then the next morning she called into the breakfast club with Charlemagne. And Charlemagne's like, uh, Megan, who's this song about? And Megan said, it's nothing like I'm it's not about anyone particular, but a hit dog's gonna holler, which is a very Texas saying. And oh boy, did a hit dog holler. There's a lyric in the hiss song that says, These hoes don't be mad at Megan, these hoes are mad at Megan's law. This is apparently so you know, allegedly, a shot at Nicki Minaj, who is married to Kenneth Petty, a documented sex offender whom Nicki seemed adamant in making a part of her public persona. And Nicki Minaj's brother, who has been convicted of predatory sexual assault uh, after being charged with allegedly assaulting his 11-year-old stepdaughter in their Long Island home. That's Nicki Minaj's background. And also, she does, Nicki Minaj has this reputation of doing things with rappers like Kodak Black, who has been convicted for sexual assault and um takashi 69 she recently made a song with him and he has been accused of sexual assault so 
she aligns herself with people. And Megan's law refers to a federal policy that mandates law enforcement to make information on sexual predators public, named after Megan Kanka, a seven-year-old girl in 1994 who was stalked, sexually assaulted, and killed by a neighbor who had, who had already been convicted for child molestation in New Jersey. So basically, after this law called Megan's Law, if you have anything on your record, you have to be in the sexual offender registry. So Megan the Stallion said, you're not mad at me, you're mad at Megan's Law. Well, in response, about an hour after that song was released, Nicki Minaj hopped on Instagram Live and started saying all kinds of shit, including teasing a song that has been since released called Bigfoot. And the lyrics are saying, bad bitch, she likes six foot. I call her Bigfoot. The bitch fell off. I said, get up on your good foot. So again, this is, you know, again, <sighs> alluding that Megan the Stallion is cute because she's tall. That's why she's called the Stallion. That she has big feet, but also making fun of her getting shot in the foot by Tory Lanez, which is kind of ironic because for many, many months, Nicki Minaj said she was lying. So it's like, which one is it? So whatever. If it was just that she made a song in response to Nick, to Megan the Stallion, that would not be why she would be nominated Grasshole. She would be just an asshole. But the thing that made Nicki a Grasshole is that she spent the entire weekend tweeting hundreds of tweets. She liked really awful tweets about how Megan is, or is ugly, is a whore, she said that Megan let people like have sex with her unprotected for beats. The barbs are harassing anyone and she's amping up this behavior of anyone who says anything critical about Nicki Minaj. There's rumors that her fans are finding the grave where Megan's mom is buried and have threatened to desecrate it. And Nicki's like liking that. those tweets. Nicki's getting AI images of a female Bigfoot you know, trying to imply that Megan the Stallion is some kind of gorilla-like monster. She's also threatened to shoot Megan the Stallion. This is... So that's already bad, but if it wasn't bad enough, <laughs> then she started <laughs> fucking praising Ben Shapiro and saying... Because Ben Shapiro came out with a satirical rap song and it was number one, whatever. And she was like, wow, Ben, this is a really great song, like, immediately. And... When her song finally came out yesterday, she, you know, and she was getting roasted because it wasn't good and it didn't get like the numbers that his got. Megan, I mean, sorry, Nicki Minaj blamed the release of the trailer for the Minions 4 movie burying her, her song. So uh, there's a lot going on here. Um, and before we discuss, I just, there's this really great TikTok that I want to share. Really I often wonder how one of what? the greatest women rappers of all time turned into a hating, coked up hag. Allegedly. As someone that came up as a Barb and as a Nicki Minaj stan and just seeing her come in, just taking it, bro, like taking the rap game as her own new sounds new styles like just really not giving a fuck just being authentically her and seeing what she has evolved or devolved into it makes me really sad and it honestly makes me feel old but this is what happens when you are not comfortable with yourself when you're insecure 
happen when you don't understand that it's actually a good thing for there to be more women rappers like, this is actually a positive thing i came up in an era where she was that girl like it was just Nicki minaj i'm Nicki minaj Nicki lewinsky like it was her like she was the end all be all but now we are ushering in an era partly thanks to her where there are a bunch of different women rappers that have different sounds and instead of just staying on the pedestal and being a legend beyonce status she is just arguing and fussing and fighting and going on these rants like this twitter user has a list of people that she has beef with and there's at least 40 names on this list and i just it's just really sad to see and it's just sad to watch someone so powerful just devolve into an old hater, bro. Like, <sighs> I and to be fair, that video that I just shared was before all the tweets. That, I, that was oh before my God. all the tweets that I shared. So, how do you feel <sighs> of us nominating Nicki Minaj for the grass hole? I mean, she's being a real grassle, and I'm scared to say it because I'm scared of the barbs. But it's so crazy to me that people stand this hard. Yeah. It's, I mean, there are artists and celebrities that I am like a fan of, mm -hmm. and the idea of threatening a stranger on their behalf, who could ever? No, it's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. It's like, I like, you know, whatever, Charlie XCX, but not enough to like say something crazy to someone that she had a tiff like that's insane insane and okay so here's here's but something all the, so First the barbs all, need to touch grass too. the barbs need to touch grass Nicki minaj this is crazy uh, that yeah. girl made such a good point about like what Nicki minaj could have been if uh -huh. she had just like kept elevating other women instead of fighting with every single person that first of all People are not coming close to her status. Like, that is not the problem. They're not taking over. It's arguable. It's like, arguable. In the hip-hop, whatever, but yeah. But I guess I don't think they would be if she had kept on, like, welcoming other people to the of room. Of course. Of so, course. But then also, I am like, man, someone needs to finally – someone with nothing to lose. Like, this is what Nepo babies need to use their power for, right? Exactly. Like, how people were so excited that Dakota Johnson was the one to call out Ellen, Ellen? because she has – she can't lose her status yeah. because she has like the Nepo baby powers behind her. Mm -hmm. This is, we need a Nepo baby to do like a true deep dive on the music industry because the way it makes people's brains leak out their ears is so insane. Like what happened to Nicki Minaj? Like well, what did they do? Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly is that this is something that, you know, this is all alleged please, but like when you get a lot of plastic surgery, you have to take a lot of painkillers. Um, and yeah. it's really easy for a lot, you know, a lot of women feel this pressure to have a certain body, have a certain frame. She did have get botched um, butt injections, which is super dangerous, super whatever. All this shit is very painful. That That's like very public. But it's like when you are um, constantly getting surgeries, keeping them up, whatever, you're on painkillers. Very, It's very easy to yeah. become addicted to them yeah so that is like kind of the discourse is that there's some substance abuse happening i'm sure this. there's substance abuse happening. and also like again because i feel like a lot of brand deal you know she's still Nicki Minaj. she's still gonna get stuff but like a lot of people she, she was like almost like a you know she was sued for extorting the woman 
like his uh her husband's victim like you know what i mean Yikes. she she so like a lot of people dissociated brands like whatever so it was like there was a little fall of her like that yeah. like marketability and all that and like she you know what i mean so but she chose to like double down on it and marry this guy and have a kid with him Oof. but then yeah and then also like with all the feuds that she's in um and they get nasty and whatever it's just like that that all like amalgamated to like this fall where she's just like but you could yeah. have had all that stuff and still not be online like liking a teenage a teenage tweet about desecrating someone's mom's, mom's grave. grave my god that's so dark and the, and here's the thing about th- three facts about Nicki Minaj she's first of all like Nicki Minaj so super talented second of all she's a millionaire third of all she's a mom yeah. i'm going to say fourth and then fourth she's 40 she's 41 she These are all things that you, you should like not this. have to be online. If you are any of two of those things, you should be off. Li- like, do something else, bitch. Do you like, know what that's so crazy is because me and Claire, my co-host for Celebrity Memoir Book Club, always talk about like the Chrissy Teigen of it all. The people who like cannot leave. Yeah. Even though they should. They have every opportunity to just like not be online because being online is so toxic and bad. And I'm like, get a Finsta. Get a get Finsta, a Finsta. Get, a, get a dark account, talk all your shit. It might get leaked. There's plausible deniability. G- get a group chat, get whatever. I get it. You know, you feel like, and I, you know, I feel this way with Cardi B. Like Cardi B has said, that, and I feel like that's someone who uses the internet really well, but then sometimes it gets like a little bit oversharey. But for the most part, she, you know, I get like her wanting to like fight back or say like, you're not allowed to just say shit to me and get away with it. Yeah. But it's also just like, get log off like like you don't need anybody to be on here for you know what i mean and that's that's the line where it gets to grass hole it's because cardi b will post a lot she'll post an instagram live calling her baby daddy a piece of shit but she's not she's not trying to dox pop crave for yeah. saying which is what Nicki minaj has tried to do she tried to dox pop crave and pop base oh, and God. like all this stuff and like is like fighting with the minions movie like which no. i was like I had to verify that because I saw that and I'm like, whatever. But Minions 4 is coming out. Not sure. <laughs> um, Gru does have a son in the Minion 4 movie. So. Interesting. With his adopted daughters. There was a Gru account that was like cyberbullying me the other day. And I really? was like, wow, this is so funny. Gru, Gru's pro-Israel? I, yeah. Oh, well, he's a villain. I was like, it's uh, actually so crazy that you're on here calling me a villain with like Gru as your freaking profile picture. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like racist and troll accounts like they never use their profile picture it's either of a cartoon or their child do you know what's so funny is when it's like a gorgeous like this was even before all of the like israel palestine conversation came out there was ashley ashley famously (laughs) has been she's been pro-palestine very vocally and she has been getting lots and lots of of backlash and harassment for it fun conversations but and i don't really respond to people because like for the most part i am like i don't know man if you're still commenting these things you're like yeah no one's coming to me with like an actual conversation no and so but anyway oh like a year or so ago there was this like golden retriever account i think it was like cooper the the golden or something that would just like (laughs) just like yes all the time and i eventually had to block them but for a while it kind of made me laugh to see like the cutest little golden retriever being like you long-faced ugly bitch (laughs) (laughs) and it's like look 
got maybe it's Airbud. Uh, maybe Airbud CB uh, CTE got to him, <laughs> and he's like not being himself. But I'm just like, okay, listen, God isn't telling you about crypto scams, and this golden retriever isn't calling me an ugly bitch. Like, let's get it together, guys. <laughs> like, we have to just not like Nicki Minaj. You could just like not. You could just log but off. <laughs> also, if Nicki Minaj had a, a finsta where it's a golden retriever, that'd be funny. That'd be really funny. That'd be really funny. But yeah. Anyway, it's really sad. Like, I'm telling you hundreds of deranged things. I wanted to count, but I just couldn't. Like, it was like yeah, 70 hours of... It's just manic at this point, which is, again, why people are, like, accusing substance abuse. So... That's the thing that makes me so sad, because I'm like, well, clearly something's not right. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, someone needs to, like, be on her side and, and gently take her phone away and say, let's... Let's do something else. But also, like, you're a mom. Like, go play with your baby. Go play with your baby. Go play with your baby. Go touch grass. Go walk outside. Do a puzzle, maybe. Do a puzzle. You can't go to a park <laughs> with your husband, but um, <laughs> go do something. So anyway, Nicki Minaj, say it with me, Ashley. Go touch, go touch grass. grass. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so again wow it's just it's been really crazy anyway ashley before we go tell people where they can find you where they can follow you where they can see pictures of your adorable dog oh, she's so beautiful um we are at ashley ham with three m's on all social media and then you can listen to celebrity memoir book club yeah and be sure to follow ashley hamilton the girl not <laughs> ashley hamilton the boy who again is hot and i feel like Barring the things he spread, he's not in like a creepy him. old dude yeah, kind of way. Pro, yeah, he's yeah, because he is fifty. But um, <laughs> and yeah, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Millie underscore Tamaris on Instagram and Millie underscore Tamaris on TikTok, or at Millie Tamaris on Twitter because I'm still there because I am mentally ill. Uh, Elise, you can follow Elise on Instagram at Pandalise. And on TikTok and Elise as Elise Navidad, be sure to follow us, uh, our podcast at Go Touch Grass Pod on Instagram and TikTok. And if you like this podcast, don't forget to leave us a five star rating or review on Spotify and check out our Patreon for bonus content. This week, we got a really great episode, Search History Deep Dive, about Colleen Ballinger. And if you want to talk about someone who is cuckoo uh, <laughs> let's t and YouTubers and that whole thing. That's pretty freaking crazy. And Elise was very, you know, she said it was karmic retribution for me having to do the Bean Dad episode where I had to read 40 tweets from Bean Dad. That was her karmic retribution for that. So listen to it. And again, until next time, go touch grass. That was a HeadGum Podcast.